I think for any nomad job, you have to be pretty disciplined because you are usually working from these like holiday destinations and there will be so many people who are doing fun things every day and sometimes you really have to say no. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. My name is Ninkinina, and today I'm interviewing Jamie. She is a copywriter, and we're going to talk about how her life is as a digital nomad and a freelance copywriter. Even if you're not interested in copywriting, but any other freelance career that you're pursuing right now, or perhaps you're thinking about doing this, it's definitely a great episode. There is going to be a lot of tips. Jamie has been doing this for a while, so she is the right person to talk to. Jamie, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I, I think we're just going to say it. We're actually doing this recording two times because <laughs> we had an amazing episode, but I live in the jungle and the internet was really crap. So today we're going to talk about how to be a digital nomad copywriter. And on Digital Nomads Daily on our website, we have a section where we talk about nomad jobs. And of course, there's like a million jobs. So uh, we're slowly building out this section, but one of them is copywriting because there are so many nomad copywriters out there and, and there's just so many ways on how you can approach this. Jamie is copywriting also in English and, and she's Dutch. So that's like something interesting. There, there's just a lot of ways. So we're going to specifically talk about that today. And for this episode, we have a couple of questions prepared. So we're going to talk about skills, um, software she's using daily. Obviously, we're going to ask her how much money she makes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about uh, how to get clients. So if, if you're listening to this episode and you are freelancing or something like that, and you want to become a copywriter, this is going to be your episode. But even if you want to, if you're focusing on social media management or anything else, this episode is still very valuable because a lot of the tips you can apply into like other jobs as well. Before we go into the questions, I just wanted to give the audience um, an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. So how long have you been nomading right now, Jamie? So I moved to Vietnam about four and a half years ago. So that's when I started my journey, like living abroad. Uh, but in Vietnam, I was teaching English, like at a school. So it was not really nomading. Then after two years, I moved to Bali. So about two and a half years ago. And that's where I really I started my business and I started to work remotely. So, uh, yeah, about two and a half years, I've really, like, really been nomading. Yeah. Sweet. Where are you talking from right now? Uh, right now, I'm in Portugal in the Ericeira, a little, uh, like a small little surf town, about uh, 45, yeah, about 45 minutes, an hour from Lisbon. Yeah. Love it. I, I've been to Ericeira. Very, very nice town. Lots of nomads as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like Bali vibe, I would say. It's a bit similar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I will probably go back to Eddie Sad in a couple of months. So, yeah, then we can meet <laughs> finally <laughs> in real life. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what, what I would like to talk a little bit about is before we actually go into the questions, is what kind of copywriter are you? Are you like a remote worker? So, you have like a job? Are you a freelancer? Or do you 
did you move more into you have a copywriting agency so it's more like a entrepreneur like larger business yeah no I, i'm a freelancer so i i have my own business but it's uh, it's just me and sometimes i hire like some freelancers to do like proofreading or something but uh, but yeah i'm a freelancer yeah okay sweet all right so as a f- remote freelance copywriter what is it that you really like about being a copywriter well what i really love about being a copywriter is that it's very diverse uh, and you work with different companies so you get to hear like different stories you have to do research so you learn a lot about like different uh, subjects as well uh, and i'm someone i don't like to do the same thing all the time i i really like that diversity so for me uh, yeah this is this is really uh, really great that i just i get to learn a lot and uh, i work with a lot of different people so yeah that's uh, that's the the thing that i like about it most Sweet. Do you like really pick the people that you work with or is it just as it come as it goes? In the beginning, I would kind of take on like almost everyone. Uh, but now I think I kind of figured out like uh, what I'm good at and what companies I like to work for most. Because I think if you like what you're doing, like that's when you can deliver the best work. So uh, now I'm a bit more selective. Yes. But I, I'm always willing to like take on a new challenge. So if I'm interested in something, even though I haven't done it before, I'm still uh, open to, uh, yeah, to exploring. Definitely. Being curious yeah. is one of the traits Being curious. of a nomad. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. And talking about traits and, and skills, like what would be four top skills that you need to have in order to do your job? Well, I think you have to have very strong communication skills because you have to, uh, like, I think that is the most important thing that you can communicate with the client. And, like, you are going to write a very important, like, especially if it's, like, a a new business, like, you're going to write their brand story. So you really have to be able to figure out, like, what they want to... um, yeah, what they want to put out in the world about their uh, brand or their business. So you have to be a good communicator, be able to to really understand what someone's intention is and how to put that in writing. Then I think you need to be quite patient because, of course, um, sometimes we will have to do like revisions. Sometimes we'll have to do like many revisions because it's quite uh, it's quite personal and it's... Uh, yeah, like you have to really be able to respect like the client's opinion, even even though that's not always your opinion. So sometimes you think something is amazing and then the client would still like some adjustments. Uh, and that's okay because, uh, yeah, they are the client. You are putting their story into the world. Other than that, I think for any nomad job, you have to be pretty disciplined because you are usually working from these like holiday destinations and there will be so many people who are doing fun things every day. And sometimes you really have to say no because you have to work, um, which can be quite challenging. And other than that, I think you have to be pretty uh, creative. Um, uh, Like, yeah, you have to be creative, like with choice of words. If you're doing something else like social media, newsletters, you know, that return, that return like every day or every week, you have to be able to be creative and uh, come up with something new. Those would be the, top four skills I would say sweet I think that's very helpful and I really love how you say that patience is very important 
But yeah, when you're doing client work, like there's a fine line in like you're the professional. So it's your, like your voice matters a lot, but then don't, don't force your own personal needs into someone like that. That's very difficult. And it could also feel very personal. Like if you're convinced about it and you feel really good about it and someone is like not burning it to the ground, but kind of be like, oh, we're going to change it again. At one point you might be like, oh, I'm not enough or yeah 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 I think you have to realize like it's not personal like if if I hire someone uh, I'm also quite critical and aside from skills there also might be like tools or software that you're using every day could you talk a little bit about that so especially for like new nomads that are they really love writing but there might be tools that they don't know about yeah Well, I just, to be honest, I don't use that many tools. I just use Grammarly, which I find like very useful. And then I do uh, work with a proofreader sometimes because for me personally, I feel like a proofreader is kind of the best tool that you can have. It's an extra set of eyes, but Grammarly is very handy as well because it's, yeah, like it syncs to everything on your computer. So even to emails or even if you use like... uh, like Slack to communicate, like a tool to communicate, like it kind of syncs to everything. So uh, you will never be making any (laughs) grammar mistakes anymore, which is quite important because if you communicate with clients, like even if it's just a message, like it doesn't look good if you have, you know, like a a mistake or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so Grammarly would be then more for writing And you also talk about uh, client communication. So Mm -hmm. you mentioned Slack or what are the tools, like other tools that you use to maybe manage your work or. Mm -hmm. So many uh, clients work with Slack, especially when it's uh, bigger companies. Uh, It's like a a messenger system where you can like add all the, all the employees, all the freelancers. Yeah, I use that quite a lot, but mainly just because the companies that I work with use that. I don't use that for my personal, for my business. Other than that, I'm very old school. I just have like a agenda, like a diary that I write all my appointments in and that I make my schedule in. So I don't use any tools for that. (laughs) Yeah, other than that, I use some canvas sometimes if the client wants some like special design for a newsletter or something like that. But I would say that's about it. I don't I don't use that many tools. I think that that also depends a little bit on the person. And this is good for people to understand as well, is that just because there are a trillion tools out there, that doesn't mean that yeah. you need to use them all. I love tools, but don't, yeah, it still needs to be effective, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like you should choose the best ones and then uh, stick to that, you know, like you don't need the, a thousand tools. And for me personally, I also feel like because I work behind the computer so much, like I prefer to just plan my days by just writing it old school, like in a notebook, just using pen and paper because it kind of, I don't know, it gives me some more clarity than doing everything on the computer. Like I'm always on my computer, on my phone. For me, yeah, that works. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. All right. So when you started in Bali and then where you are today, I can imagine that finding clients back then looked different from how it looks right now. (laughs) Could you talk a little bit about how you find clients and then also that journey on how it was when you started? Yeah. So when I started in Bali, I kind of started copywriting because I met 
someone who was a copywriter and he did a course. So yeah, he told me about the course. So I did the same course and he was working mainly through Upwork. Okay. So he kind of explained to me how to find clients on Upwork. So in the beginning, I would just use Upwork. But in the beginning, I was not selective at all. I would kind of take any job that I could get just to build a bit of a portfolio. Many jobs, the pay was like quite low. So that's how I started. But that's how I got like a little portfolio. And I got like some confidence in myself as well. Uh, And after that, I started working with a girl who had a copywriting agency. And um, she found me on Instagram. And she was working for Amazon clients. So like uh, product descriptions for Amazon. Mm -hmm. So I worked with her quite a while. Yeah, then after a while, I started to get a bit of a network. And I, you know, like I traveled quite a lot. So I told people like I'm a copywriter. And that's how I started to get quite a clients. And I feel like the more clients I got, the more confident I got, like the bigger my network got. In the beginning, I was a bit like desperate, I would say, you know, like I would take anything. But after a while, you can get a bit more selective. Now I have like some regular clients. uh, And if I want something else, I'm always looking on LinkedIn, still look on Upwork every once in a while. And if I see something interesting, I just uh, send them a message and I have a website so I can refer to my website. So uh, yeah, that's how I do it uh, these days. But it's definitely different than in the beginning, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And in the beginning, you said that you were using Upwork then a lot. Like, how did how did you approach that? Because and, and not just Upwork. There are so many job platforms or freelancer kind of mm-hmm. job stuff. And also on our, on our website on Digital Nomads Daily, we have a list of all these uh, places mm-hmm. where you can go. It's all clickable links. So that's just to help the community. But how would you do that? Like, are you like applying for a hundred things a day or? Well, yeah, like not a hundred, but in the beginning, I would kind of write this script template that I I put a lot of effort into that. And then, yeah, I would just browse for jobs and apply for, I would say maybe like 10 jobs a day or something like that and adjust the template. You know, like you also for this, you really need to have some patience because you can apply for like 50 jobs a week and only hear back from five. So you have to have some patience and some persistence for sure. But I do feel if you keep doing that, you know, it's not I feel like you should treat finding a job as having a job. So putting in like a few hours a day to just find a job. And I think if you do that, you will uh, you will succeed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also good to not rely on one platform. Like, yeah, you have yeah, exactly. social media, you will look on, on Upwork, then LinkedIn. Like yeah. there are several yeah. places. I used to do like website design. And one of the things that that I did is like in, in Facebook, I had just my description on like, oh, I design website for entrepreneurs or whatever. And then- yeah. You know, what's funny is that this was still in my description because I was stupid enough to not update anything. So when I mm-hmm. stopped doing website design, like later, someone reached out to me like, hey, I really need a website and whatever. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. how did you even find me? And then I yeah. asked on the call like, oh, yeah. I was, and he was like, yeah, I saw it on your Facebook description. I was like, that's yeah. still there. <laughs> but it was so yeah. helpful. And I wasn't even looking yeah, for it. definitely. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel also like sometimes you kind of plant a seed and you don't see a result immediately, but Mm. 
these little seeds that you plant eventually do have like an effect sometimes when you don't expect it. So uh, definitely. And there is also the patience that that comes in. It's it's a process and there is more yeah. to it than the secret for- formula. There is experience, skills, like personality yeah. traits involved. It's so much more. And But I think uh, eventually like things usually work out. And uh, if you're persistent. Definitely. We got to believe in ourselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> believe so, in ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so when we say things will work out, like obviously you found your way of doing it in the beginning. You already mentioned, you know, applying for jobs that weren't like really high paying per se. But now you are more established. Mm-hmm. When you have like a good month, how would that look like? And you can talk euros and then I will do the conversion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, I mentioned in the last podcast as well, like I kind of set a goal for myself that I want to make about like 2000 euros a month uh, without tax. Also, I must say like, I'm not, I'm not a workaholic. Like I like to work about like 20 hours a week. So if I work 20 hours a week, 25, and I make 2,000 euros, like for me, that's a good month. But I must say, since our last recording, I have, I don't know, lately I have been being like, I'm kind of a bit more like focused on work. And I'm also a bit more, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like I want to make some more money. So recently I have been working quite a lot more and um, kind of figuring out how to upscale my business. I um, ask like 55 euros an hour for my work. It all depends on how much you want to work. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it also depends where you're from, where you live, because yeah, exactly. Know, yeah. 4K for European is, is like for Dutch people is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, um, but for the US, maybe like 4K is... In, in New York, like that's nothing because you know, yeah, the rent is probably exactly. for gala. So it, it that's also something that really depends. Um, but I think it's good to have money goals and also yeah. in the beginning, if you need to get experience, it's gonna maybe be a little bit less, but then also trust that journey that it's you're gonna make more eventually. It's just like baby steps yeah. you know you're not gonna climb a hill in one second you need to exactly go slow yeah and i think it's also like for me to be honest that is a big like part of this journey also to be able to ask what i'm worth and to be able to ask for more like for me it's always been a bit of a scary thing you know to to set my rates and i think also because i was living in asia for so long you know and if you live in bali and you have 2000 a month like that's a pretty like a good amount of money you know <laughs> you can be like living the life so i feel like since i've been back in europe my uh, money goals have kind of changed i'm back to sort of like reality i would say yeah yeah definitely and and also like i think i was writing about this this morning for for our book i'm um, it's like one thing when you're a budget thing, like in one country, you might spend mm-hmm. X, X amount because of rental. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah, there's more exactly. people. So you're hitting the bars more or you're going to do more yeah. tours. But other places, if you live more remote and you're not really going to do a lot, it, it's lower. Yeah. So when you do budget thing in general, whether it's for your personal, your business or the whole shebang, it's like 
think yeah. about it on a long term because yeah, one month exactly. here is not the same as one month there. Like exactly, yeah. You should not really base your income goals on the place that you are living. And yeah. I feel like I I did do that in the past. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember like when I was living in Bali, I was similar. I was like, yeah, I just need this a month. Like it was more like, what yeah. do I need? And now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not about that anymore. And uh, yeah, but yeah. putting a price on yourself or on your work that is mm -hmm. so hard. Yeah, but the, yeah. I I think what what people can do is look what other people like. You can find rates on people's websites or like inquire or just do research and just and, and just talk about it with people. Like it's kind of a bit uncomfortable maybe to ask people about their salary, but I feel like with friends and I'm surrounded by so many digital nomads, like I sometimes just ask, what do you charge? And I feel like I really learned a lot from that because sometimes we're like, oh, wow, like they charge like double than what I charge for the same yeah. amount of work, you know? So I think, yeah, do research talk about it i think that's quite helpful yeah definitely but mm -hmm. what is another challenge for you to be like really successful at your job again like that discipline uh, i feel like i am quite disciplined now uh because i've been traveling for so long and i'm kind of in this space of like i want to focus on work but in the beginning that was quite hard you know and also to to set a schedule to set goals because i think that's most important and also to really like believe in yourself yeah definitely <laughs> and it's also you know like why why we're hopping on on these podcast episodes to talk with nomads how, how is it really because <laughs> there's so much yeah. bullshit on instagram or whatever all these channels and i feel like these conversations are really helpful um for 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 other nomads like not just people that yeah. want to become a digital nomad but just listening to an episode where people say like hey i struggled here but then this is what i did and now it's a little bit yeah. less of a struggle and another thing actually that i just remembered is that when i was doing the website design um i i had a really hard time with like hourly rates because like, yeah it just was so freaking uncomfortable And then yeah. also sometimes people would give me like 10 things and then it would shrink down to five and yeah, then it would be yeah. like very inconsistent. So I created packages, just say you yeah, buy five hours, well. 10 hours, whatever yeah. hours. And then they would tell me, this is what I want to get done. I would say, okay, I think this would be a, a good package. I have, yeah. uh, or I had um, like expiration dates. So this is 60 days, this is 90 days, yeah. whatever. And then I would just, literally send that and then there was no questions no yeah. like very uncomfortable conversations you just yeah. send the project brief or the invoice and then people pay and you start to work and all this sort yeah. of like struggle it just it yeah. doesn't exist yeah yeah i have packages as well and i feel like now i have a website and everything so it's kind of like i refer them to my website so They have an idea of my rates before we have that conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even in That's calls, really like with a new client, if you have like this expiration call, if you can send them to your own website and say, yeah. look, here are the different packages. I think we would fit this work in this package. Yeah. Let me revise and get back to you. Like that's a yeah. more professional conversation than not being sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also something that you really have to learn, you know, it's also like 
you know, the first time you say like, oh, I'm charging this much an hour, it's uncomfortable. But when you've said it like 20 times, like it's just like it's yeah. normal, right? So, Maybe uh, say it in the mirror every morning. I charge yeah. <laughs> an hour. I charge 55 an hour. Like, yeah, because exactly. you need to teach your brain that that's the, yeah, that's the normal. That's normal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so um, I think that, well, we actually have a lot of tips, but let's focus on the people that are currently pursuing this, whether they're like nomading or just working from, from home, like remotely. If there is one thing that you would like to to give as a tip, like what would that be for anyone who wants to embark their remote <laughs> copyright journey? Yeah, <laughs> wants to start their journey. Well, I would say like, instead of looking at the big picture, think what is the next best step for mm-hmm. me? What is What can I do next to come one step closer to that bigger picture? And uh, not to get too overwhelmed by... Uh, yeah, by the future, but stay in the now and just focus on what is the next best step now. Uh, that's what I would say. And also trust that things will work out. And you are not the first person who is doing this. You will not be the last. So there is a way. Um, you just need to focus on finding that way. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> so where could people find you online? Like just to follow you or maybe to get some inspiration from your website? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I have a website, jamiejonescopywriting.com. Um, and then I have my Instagram page, with which is look, it's Jamie with uh, an underscore at the end. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Great. Well, we're going to put all the links in the podcast uh, show notes. So it's going to be there. And like I said already, we have a section on our website where we like highlight skills, um, some of the tools that nomads are using, and we kind of bundle that together. So in terms of copywriting, Jamie is not going to be the only person that we will be interviewing about this topic because every nomad has their, or every person has their own way of doing stuff and there's no right or wrong. It's all about perspective and that's what we're trying to do. And that's it. Well, Jamie, thank you so much. It was really nice. Thank you so much for having me. It was really nice.